Getting split. Getting split. Getting split. Getting split ready. For my wife. God rest her soul. God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz. What's that? I saw. I saw Freddie and Elspeth. Uh, nodding a little bit, do you see sort of that shadow phenomenon in what you guys do when you're trying to help people understand how to be, how to create a relationship? Yeah, actually what (laughs) Terry just said is such a beautiful example that, you know, the learning of oneself and the acknowledgement of self that may be may perhaps been covered up from the coping that Terry so beautifully described that we do as children to survive. Um, Not always physically survive, but emotionally survive. And then we have, you know, appropriate certain patterns, certain decisions. And so even this example that Terry described, you know, really listening to myself, so a big part of our work is to actually start listening to oneself, to the physical self, to the emotional self, to the mental, the spiritual self, the sexual self. And you can probably imagine that lots gets uncovered and what comes out on the other side is freedom. Freedom to express, freedom to ask, freedom to live fully on these dimensions, physically, sexually, emotionally, and love-wise, and mentally, spiritually. And so then we come into this unity, into this union within, where I then can, you know, unify with another, because I am already clear here what's going on, and then I'm not meeting him, or I'm not blaming him, for not matching me. No, I'm already matched within, and then I can share myself instead of needing some something from the other. And I just would like to share, having been through many of Elspeth and Freddie's programs, one of the beautiful benefits is they create a safe space, and then participants get to really tap into these triggers. What are the things that are blocking me from being authentic in my relationship, whether I'm in it or not? And that the techniques that they teach really do help a person own their shadow and integrate it and then be able to be in the presence of another. So that's why I like their work. And I think it actually does go well with our work as divorce lawyers because that's my goal is to have people, you know, really get to the place where they're strong moving on. Well, it's interesting because working with so many of you in the, in the, in the family law space, I consistently hear when you're, you know, when, when someone's retained you and you're working with them, you see them in such a different light than they see themselves, but you're representing them from a legal perspective. And sometimes it's hard to, to show that because a mirror is a scary thing for people, right? So, you know, you and you've got what your responsibilities are from the legal side to do what they want you to do, right? You're not, it's their, as, as Patrick said earlier, it's their divorce. So they're going to tell you what they want. But there's so many times I hear where you're looking, you're like, this person is actually more of the problem than they think. Doug, can I just 
make a slight distinction? Absolutely. What you just said is they're going to tell you what they want. Okay. So I believe that one of my skills and my guess is Patrick has it too, is asking them, what do they really want? Okay. Like on the surface, it's, oh, I want the house, but well, what do you really want? What's important about that? You know, and then some, you know, well, I want to have a relationship with my spouse when it's over. Well, what does that mean to you? Well, we want to be able to sit next to each other at the weddings. I want to be able to go to my grandparents' birthday, my grandchild's birthday party. So digging deeper rather than just listening to what they say, because it helps them get a better result. Yeah, I would absolutely 100% agree with that. There's a lot of presentation of something on a surface level that isn't really the underlying need uh, that a person has. So yeah, we, you have to drill down and help them get, get clear about that. And I don't think they know, right? So part of why we did Split Ready in the first place and part of why we do these podcasts is because you have to have that intention when you go into a divorce or you're just gonna kind of be the buoy in the water bouncing around doing you know whatever the waves come at you. And people don't know that there's different ways to go about it. People don't know that it's not always War of the Roses. And I equated it when I was talking to a client the other day to a meal, right? If you need a thousand calories to live, you can get that at McDonald's. It's not necessarily a healthy choice. It's not going to sustain you long-term. It's not gonna help you you know, with your energy levels or your emotional well-being. And so you've got to look at divorce in the same way. You can go the traditional route or there's other ways, but a lot of people don't know about them. And that's why we do this. That's why we talk about it is so that if you're going through a divorce, it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. It doesn't have to be what your sister thinks it has to be or what, you know, what your spouse thinks it has to be. Um, and so I think that's important. And every time I hear everyone talk in this little circle on my Zoom, the word that's coming back to me is intentional, 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 and it has to be something that you choose for yourself or you're just going to be, again, the victim in your life. It's almost like the whole thing comes from that there's something wrong if there's a divorce. And sometimes a relationship has just run its course. I think that in the future, maybe not in our lifetime, but there will be a relationship by contract. So two people fall in love deeply and they want to be together they think forever, but there is a written thing now, instead of just the uh, marriage forever, it's a contract for three years, four years, five years. And at the end of that, you renegotiate it. It might be you want to be in an open relationship or you want to have kids or you want to share uh, domiciles or share finances or whatever. Things could shift because what happens, it appears to me, in all the relationships that we see and people that we work with is that, you know, we expect the relationship to be what it was at the beginning after 10 years or 15 years or five years. Of, and it's never what it was. It is never what it's going to be. It's what it is. But most of us miss the isness because we're so in our head and so in our evaluative left brain calculating analytical self. So in the practices that we teach, again, coming back to just the breath even and finding some stillness and witness of this conversational stuff that happens all the time, the cha-cha, you know, then we can start to then imagine and create what we won't most deeply want. And that's what I find works really deeply. Yes. I love that. And that's, that's a different perspective. And I want to I wanna move to that. Teresa, you got something to say, and I don't want to cut you off. I have one more thing and then I'll say how they can reach me and then you can move to Freddie. There you go. Exactly. Thank you. The deal is I'm a collaborative lawyer and a mediator and I actually have a subset of my mediation practice that I call transformative mediation for couples who are married, who want to stay married, but they don't 
one or the other does not like the form that it is currently in. Okay, so I take them through some mediation, actually some Tantra exercises, like we did the heart to heart the other day with one couple, um, helping them learn appreciations, but identifying the, the relationship is over. The old relationship is over. What do you wanna create going forward? And we did the financial pieces because this family had financial issues. And then ultimately I draft a post-nuptial agreement that like as Freddie was describing, it says, okay, this is how we're gonna live our lives going forward. It's not entered in court, but it's for them, a contract between each other and sets down parameters, et cetera. So that's something I offer, it's called transformative mediation. I wanna have you back on to talk about that potentially on a later show, because I think it's a very interesting thing. And, and as I said, well, first, how can they get hold of you for Trinity Family Law? Right. So I have, my law firm is called Trinity Family Law, and you can reach me at trinityfamilylaw.com. And I also have a business called Trinity Collaboration, which is where I do coaching and speaking and astrology and those types of things, um, where I'm also in really very proud that I connect people with really excellent resources like Tantra Nova, for example. So that is uh, Trinity Collaboration. And I have a Facebook page for both of those businesses. And you're on LinkedIn and everywhere. Um, we'll also have all of you guys, all of your information uh, on, on the individual shows. But I want to kind of bring it home, talking a little bit about perspective. And Freddie, I think you were kind of talking about that. And this, if you really look back on what we've talked about for the, about the last 45 minutes, it's, it's really about looking at things differently. And I would love to talk a little bit about growing through having a new perspective during time of divorce and beyond. And, and it being a transformation and not an end of something. Yeah, and you know, creativity and new is scary because it's, uh, you know, it, it harkens us back to the fear of being wiped out. So really having tools to manage that fear, uh, obviously, and then also to be able to manage uh, whatever disappointment, sadness, or, you know, brief depression uh, in losing what you thought was gonna go on the way you had envisioned it to be and then moving towards what you most deeply desire and want to create forward. So there are particular tools that one can learn, uh, and uh, Patrick alluded to it earlier in terms of meditation, and there's one meditation that I'll share with you now that your viewers can do, and we'll do it together just very briefly. It'll just take about uh, 10 seconds, if that's okay, or 20 yeah, seconds. Okay, great. Yeah. So seated where you are, you sit up as erect as you're comfortable on top of your sit bones, or if you're laying down, that's fine too. Your eyes can be open, closed, your soft focus. Great. And I want you to bring your awareness to your breath coming into your nose, down your trachea, lungs, and extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon. So put a hand on your belly, and as you inhale, fill your hand up with your belly. Really exaggerate that. Feel that belly extend into your hand. And as you exhale, follow your breath with your awareness back up and out through your nose. Continue to breathe in this fashion. I'm going to say a few more things. For most of us, we can do that for about three breaths before our mind gets busy or distracted. So be gentle with yourself when you find that happens. Just bring your awareness back to your breath, following it down into your nose, down your trachea, lungs extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Following your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. Letting your thoughts come, letting your thoughts go. 
For now, just breathing and being. Feeling the rise of your belly on your inhalation. Flattening of your belly on your exhalation through your nose and your own pace, depth and rhythm. And then take a moment with your eyes closed and notice how you're feeling, how your body is feeling. Notice your emotional state. And notice your state of mind, your state of thought. Beautiful. And then come back by opening your eyes. And, and just, what's different? And checking in with yourself. <laughs> Great. So what happened there was we perhaps had moments of stillness where you weren't thinking and you just felt the rise of your belly and the fall of your belly and it was so peaceful. No matter what you had going on, you got to go pick up the kids, you got a big project, you got to write a brief, whatever it might be. But for a few moments, there was none of that. It was just, you know, stillness. So as you continue to practice this type of breathing, it, you have longer and longer periods of time where you're just watching the thought and the story. And it's from that place that you can start to move towards what you most deeply desire because you start to what I call flatten all of the, the stuff going on. Elspeth wants to get in there. Yeah, I want to just build on this because that's really, and Patrick, you spoke about this earlier, that that is the place where we can recalibrate so that we actually can see the blessing in the struggle, in that what is changing. Because really cultivating a new perspective around breakdown or break up is to welcome that what is you know presented to us i can either live in complaint about it and there's something wrong or the new perspective is like what is there for me to be seen that i could not see without the opportunity of the break up breakdown however you want to call it and i have appropriated this not only in relationship matters, but in life in general, that every challenge has a blessing if I'm looking for it. So, Mariah, it looked like you, you had something or no? Uh, there's a phrase that was in a training I was in years ago that said, if something happened to you that really impacted you um, and you don't know why it happened to you, that you just haven't learned the lesson yet. And that resonated with me. You know, why did that happen to me? You haven't figured out the lesson yet, but it's there and you have to do the work to get to it. And that kind of just triggered that for me. It's one of my favorite uh, phrases. And then once you get the why, which puts us up here, we have to get the energetic self in terms of how all that why affects us. And that's where what work, the work we do really assists people in getting further beyond what they've, what they've already analyzed and know. So because energetically, we hold on to all of that stuff, as Terry was saying, from the past way back, and we don't even know we know or we're, we're running all that stuff that's making decisions for us. So, um, yeah, very good. Well, it's interesting because I keep hearing out of everybody, but it seems like your guys' practice is really built on, I keep hearing growth and, and a very positive viewpoint with all of this. And, and, you know, listen, I think 2020 in and of itself, even if you're not getting divorced, has been like an outing in, either you're going to deal with stuff and roll with it and respond to it, or you're gonna let it drag you down. And I think divorce is one of, I couldn't imagine getting divorced in 2020. You know, that's like the apocalypse with all this stuff going on. But it's very interesting, this perspective that you guys have of taking it in and growing with it and 
not looking at it as an end. It's a, it's a transition to something else and having it become, it might not be a positive, but the growth that comes from it is positive. Like I tell my kids, I don't espouse this. Everything happens for a reason. It's just not my philosophy. But I say, whether you want to grow and learn from what happens can take what you experience and turn it into something positive or not and have it have meaning or not. And it seems like that's a lot of what you both bring. Yeah, and Freddie always has this great example about the rain. The rain is Oh, falling. right, yeah, the rain's falling and we've learned, oh God, you know, and maybe we don't, it produces much vitamin D, but we go, oh God, it's a lousy day. And that just exasperates the feeling of lousy. Or I could be Gene Kelly, I'm singing in the rain, you know, right? And right. that so, is choice. Right. Well, I mean, the rain thing, boy, I'll tell you, you know, you look at the, at the wildfires, right? And rain being in and of itself, something that's not negative, like while it's raining on you and it might suck because it ruined your picnic, there's someone else who's dying for rain. right now. So I, I think perspective, perspective is huge. Um, Patrick, you've been quiet on this one. What do you think? I think that's a lot of, you know, I hear when you, when I hear you talk about your practice, a lot of it's about perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I agree with um, choice. And one of the things that I also do is intention setting, right? What is the intention for um, a meeting we're going to go into? What is, I try to help. So in a, uh, a mediation, for example, maybe I'm not even the mediator, maybe I'm the attorney assisting a client going into mediation. I try to help them really get clear about what is their what intention do they want to set for that meeting? What are their goals? What do they want? What do they want to create? And um, the more that you put into that which you actually want to create, not a, I want the absence. Like a lot of times I think what happens is people are actually, they're asking for something that's actually the absence of what they really want, right? There's, what is it that you really want is on the other side of that. So what intentions do you have? What perspective do you have? How can we achieve those goals in a most effective way? I, I totally agree with that. Well, it's interesting. I hear also a lot, Blair, you know, you, the one thing you can't control is what other people do, right? You can't control your response. You can't mm -hmm. control all the things that you do yourself, but you can't control how somebody's gonna, you know, for me, you know, when I, when I do martial arts, it's, you can't pick how the person's going to attack you. They're going to attack you however they want and how you respond to it is your choice. Um, it seems like it's kind of the same thing that, that you all, you know, talk about in all of your practice and how, you know, having the right response is, is sort of key to coming out less, less scathed. You're never going to come out unscathed, probably. Well, did it, did it, I didn't want to cut you off. Did you have something there? Uh, I say the other thing that everyone seems to kind of have in common, and this is coming from someone who is um, not as good at the mediating or the meditating and the uh, energy work that you guys are talking about, is coming out of your head and working with your heart and your feelings and your emotions and your anxieties, because people I think come into divorce with their head. I need to make sure that the numbers add up. I need to make sure that I have, you know, this many overnights, or I need to make sure that, you know, I get 50% of the retirement plan, whatever numbers or facts or, you know, data is in their head to get past that, uh, as you said, Freddie, and then what do you do with the why and move into the, the physical and the emotions, I think is where a lot of people don't even know there's work to be done and need to source out resources to help them do it. Mm. Well, this has been a great show. I want to thank all of my guests. I just dropped my piece of paper, so I got to pick it up right here. But I want to thank our guests, uh, Dr. Elspeth Moit, 
I got that right, right? Oh, beautiful. Awesome, I got it right. Freddie Bettel uh, Weevil, um, or Weaver, I'm sorry, my handwriting is terrible. <laughs> Founders of the Tantra Nova Institute. Um, Patrick Kolscher, uh, founder and uh, owner of the Culture Conscious Family Law, and Teresa Barankulat, uh, founder and owner of Trinity Family Law. And um, again, all their information will be available to everybody. You know, I like to end the show to tell people, you know, I think people look at us, uh, Mariah and I, and they say, you guys are split ready, you're about divorce. And we're really not, you know, having guests like you on um, really is what we're about. It's about, um, you know, a conscious approach to uncoupling. We're about, you know, our business is about everything but what you guys talked about, right? It's about the the finances and, and approaching it in, in a logical manner, doing all that, but it can't be done without what you guys do. So thanks for coming on our show and, and, and addressing our listeners. Uh, and I always like to say, if anybody out there knows anybody considering divorce or if they're considering divorce, uh, it really, really makes sense to use some of the resources you can find at Split Ready. Use the resources we have on our show. Take the Split Ready uh, assessment. You can take it at www.splitready.com and have an idea how split ready you are. Uh, mm -hmm. Subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube, where, wherever you get your podcasts and, and share the information. Um, anything you want to end with, Mariah? Nope, we just always say that it is possible to come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and hopefully your sense of humor intact. So fantastic. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you in October. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Thanks, Jack. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Bye.